Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash biggest and using promo code biggest. Today's show is brought to you by our own bonus episode. And that was the bet that if you were wrong in that, you would have to read an apology written by me. I have in my hand, hot off the keys, probably the only apology that you might ever say. Fuck it. I'll read it now. I just want to get the shit over with. You let a dog outside, it's gone forever. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to go run under a tire now. Jews. No. Jews invent sandwiches. That's what they want you to think. (laughs) I know I'm right. I don't need a computer to tell me I'm right about sandwiches. That's my passion in life is sandwiches. I eat two every day to help keep me strong. Okay, Dick. We're having another fucking box argument. A sandwich sandwich has to have two pieces of bread. Yes, it does. What what about a club sandwich? Three three pieces of bread, dickhead. Chicks in Athens don't like to wear pants. I saw more more beaver in Athens than I've seen in Colorado. So would you credit your sonic successes? Would you credit math to your sonic renders? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. That's good to That's know. why you should learn math. Voted up. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you not wear underwear? Uh-huh. I went through a no. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure every, every, you don't need to be coy. Everyone's not biting their lip waiting to see if Maddox actually wears underwear or not. Now available at thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from financial ruts to D's nuts with over 5 million downloads. This is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox with me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome back, guys. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, wow. We have made history in the bonus episode for this week. Maddox read not only one. Two apologies. Two apologies. Two apologies. That's right. Uh, one of them was totally horse shit. Yours. Written by, written by, no. One of them was written by a New York Times bestselling author. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very handsome man of great stature, big penis. That was the other one. Doesn't wear pants or panties. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know why you would specify doesn't wear panties. <laughs> Some people mean? wear panties. <laughs> Not, not me. Chicks. Yeah, chicks wear chicks wear pants. Girls. Yeah. yeah. No, no types of pants. That. No types of pants being worn. <laughs> or panties. Or panties. <laughs> okay. One of them just a real great guy. And the other one also ma- doesn't mouth- wear panties. Ma- <laughs> we don't know. Nobody, we don't know. <laughs> let's go through who's on the show who doesn't does uh, not wear panties. Wait. Randy, you got some panties on today? We have can- Why are we talking about we have our panties? manager. We have our manager, Candy Randy, in studio. Handy Randy. Handy Randy. Handy Randy. Ah, <laughs> yeah, Handy Randy. Sean, you got panties on over there? We don't know. Is that some kind of audio engineering trick? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah, he, he seems like a silk panty kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, two apologies were read because of the Apple fiasco last episode. You know, we don't want to give away any spoilers. We don't I think know. it's I think we passed yeah, we don't want to spoil our bonus episode no. of who won the Apple debate, but we will spoil the fuck out of Star Wars. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> we, there's <laughs> too no, much okay. at stake with the bonus episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's our two dollars. Yeah. Your enjoyment of Star Wars, fuck it. I got a lot of hate about uh, Star Wars too, by the way. Okay. A lot well, we'll on get- both sides. A lot on both sides. A lot of people agreed with me. Oh, okay, good. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, first, we got to get to the biggest problem in the universe from last week was filter bubbles. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's a that's a big problem, man. Trumped everything else, mm. and then followed by concussions, yeah, and then envy, right. envy and jealousy, and then spending too much on Christmas gifts. Everything in the positive territory, but dead last was spending too much on Christmas gifts. Well, that's all right. Envy and jealousy. I do. I wish you would have split those up, though. Envy and jealousy. Envy and jealousy. And I'll tell you why. Because I would like all the sins to be brought in at some point. Oh. You know, gluttony. The seven uh, deadly sins. Yeah. The ones that make you go to hell. Gluttony, sloth, what's what's greed? What's the other one? I'm sure there's another one. Is there? Maybe there's, that, maybe there's like, like six. There's Ra- gotta be rage. one. Rage? Ra- oh, rage. that's a that's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, the um God you know, does that I, all the time. When I when I started doing research about envy, I saw so many different articles talking about jealousy and, and a lot of this comes from the seven deadly sins and ancient texts, uh, like uh, m- texts that monks monks used as guidelines for their lives, mm. and they talked about envy and jealousy and kind of like the the same type of uh, same. They're they're related. They're related problems. That's why I brought them in together. No, sorry, oh, it, it's so different. Though. It's wrath, I believe. Actually, oh wrath, oh, wrath. That's totally different than rage. Wrath is fun though. Yeah. Okay. Well, so okay, Dick. We got a, a shit ton of voicemail about Star Wars. Let's see, the, hear these nerds, bitch. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, hey, Dick, um, the reason Ray in the film actually knew how to use the a lightsaber film. was because she was trained. That's why when she touches the lightsaber, there's flashbacks oh. to the massacre that Kylo Ren committed right? at the Academy. Uh, it definitely wasn't her first time. It wasn't her first time using it in a while. But um, uh-huh. through, repeatedly throughout the movie, you saw Han Solo pick up for the first time Chewie's uh, bowcaster, oh <laughs> and uh, he would reference how powerful it was. Yeah, like six uh, this times. was actually a reference to when he actually, when Chewie actually shot Kylo Ren. It was supposed oh. to uh, imply that it was a serious it's injury. Like nails on a chalkboard. Also, when um, yeah, but Han Solo Finn, like the shot the medicine ball was fighting Kylo Ren before Rey was, was the forest. He also hit him. I think it was twice uh, in the shoulder with the saber. So Kylo was not only extremely, <laughs> extremely wounded, but. Uh, the fight was pretty one-sided. I mean, she wasn't kicking his ass or anything. She was backing away slowly, blocking his advances. And he was advancing quickly. Was he hitting on her? <laughs> so, I mean, you may have just been blinded yeah, by maybe. your usual rage, but... Hey, girl, it's some point blinded by my rage. We're that's, pretty easy to skip over, but still. Go if, if, you think, if you think The Force Awakens was good, that's your side. That guy's on your side. No. It wasn't good. Guys, I, I thought the movie was just okay. Six out of ten. And this shit annoys the shit out of me. Shut mm-hmm. up. No one cares. I saw this huge fucking article defending Star Wars and and how the character is not a Mary Sue or whatever but from this nerd saying that uh, Chewie's lightsaber or laser beam crossbow mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. Crossbow. Yeah, yeah it was mm-hmm. so powerful. And so he powerful. Went, he went on for, for two paragraphs describing how powerful this why? crossbow was. I'll tell you why. As justification for why Ray was able to, to beat <sighs> Kylo Ren because, oh, he got he got hit by this essentially a, to- a laser torpedo. But then, so the justification is that the bad guy was very weak? Yeah. Like, then why? He was injured. Then why? Am I afraid? Then why am I afraid of this at all? Yeah. Like, why take a bad guy and just like it was like? And remember that Rocky remake when Rocky was so old that he fought that young, that new young up and coming guy, and like the Rocky, like I don't know what is it, like six? five or six, yeah, five, yeah. 
when the guy breaks his hand, like, coming out in the first round. So it's an old-ass 60-year-old Rocky fighting basically a one-armed guy. Yeah. Like, what kind of perverse movie am I watching here? Right. Of an old man fighting a cripple? That, why don't you just why don't you show me that movie? Rocky comes out of retirement to fight a trash talking man with one arm, which is basically what that fight was. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. the what's that trope called? Is it Deus Ex Machina where, where uh, they have the the oh, contrived? Not, no, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like the contrived plot element. Like, oh, well, now you can solve this problem because the bad guy's weakened. I don't know. Here, here's another guy uh, who's commenting on me not liking Star Wars. Uh, Dick, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think. I assume that's what he was talking about. Could be just me in general. All right. Are we, is that enough about Star Wars? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, um, I don't care about it anymore. So, Dick, I have a lot of packages. Oh, uh, I've got more voicemails if you want to hear okay, those Okay, let's, let's get to the voicemails, then we'll get to the packages. Okay. Here's one. You remember that prank email we got about the cancer? Yeah. From last week? Well, a last couple week. more pranksters called in. Well, let's hear these pranksters. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Wendy. This is how I talk. I uh, just wanted to share with you a very true story. It's not even famous. About uh, 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with butt cancer. That's uh, cancer of the butt. Uh-huh. And uh, wasn't Ow. looking too good. Uh, recently, I started listening to her podcast, and uh, my doctors say that my butt cancer, that's cancer of the butt, of course, yeah. is, this guy's just is an in asshole. remission. So, yeah, more jokes. You know, your podcast uh, cured my cancer. Uh, that's oh. a true story. Just wanted to share uh-huh. that with you. Great. This and, guy, that, uh, hey, Dick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Cancer got him. <laughs> Cancer caught up with him, finally. Fuck that guy. Yeah, what an asshole. It's shooting yeah. all over. It's sincere. I thought that email was sincere last oh, week. We had an email. Sucker born every minute. We had an email, and then this guy just making a mockery of our sincere fan's gesture of saying that she found reprieve in the show while she was going through uh, cancer therapy. And he used cancer. He didn't draw a parallel with anything else. No. Okay, here's one that I think is actually real. Okay. Hello? Is this the Maddox Dixmasterson show? Yeah? I just wanted to know that, um, I know you guys get a lot of silly pranks on the show, but I just wanted to call and thank you guys, because like a year ago, when I started listening to the show, I got diagnosed with cancer in my dick. And and the doctor said I couldn't jerk off anymore. Oh, <laughs> and he said you might have to chop my dick off. But Idiot. after listening to your show and laughing and crying and jerking off, my <laughs> my cancer and my cock went into remission. Oh, good. So um, good. I just wanted to thank you guys again <laughs> for talking about things. Fucking and dickhead. And to let you know that what you're doing helps so people in the world yeah, get cancer. Yeah, crying. Cured he's overcome. Stuff. So I hope you guys have a nice, a nice day oh, and man. a happy new year to the show and stuff. Oh, painful listening to <laughs> a man you, cry. Maddox, and thank you, Dick Masters. And thank you, John. <laughs> and thank you, Mysterious Coke Balls. Okay. I, I think, think the meds are it. getting to him Bye. at the end here. What a stupid it's bitch. Beautiful. Listen, if you were going to make a graph and uh, like make an Excel spreadsheet in your life with all the things that you did and then a little am- a time amount, right? A uh-huh. time column. Uh-huh. Some non-zero amount for that guy is going to be called into a podcast to tell them about my dick cancer going into remission. Yeah, let me. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the non-zero amount is. Uh, a minute, seven seconds. So one minute and seven That's seconds of his on. life was spent calling in a podcast to talk about his imaginary dick cancer. What a fucking idiot! One more imaginary <laughs> cancer, Nathan Jones. I'm so glad you can see right through these chumps who want you to read their sob cancer stories. 
Uh, that gimmick occurred to me. I almost tried it. I was going to make up some story about how the chemo drugs required six days of hospitalization. In my case, uh, my treatment started Sunday, meaning your show dropped midway through the stay. For me, it was something to look forward to when you have been stuck in the same room for three days. That's illegal. Probably didn't happen. Though I was motivated enough to make this fake oncology report with the names of oncologists. He, made it, he went all the way through making a fake oncology report. With doctors you could look up with oh fabricated gosh, backgrounds. Why? That or I, uh, and, and, and I even found a picture of a pe- with a pelvis removed to match up with the oncology report. Uh, here's a picture of his cancerous pelvis. Get it? It's an x-ray of a penis. Right? I, I Hilarious don't see guy. any penis in there. Where's the penis? Well, it's x-rayed. You have to use your imagination. Is that That's what it is? That's why it's a prank. Yeah, it's a third. It's like a third beat of a prank but here. But it, it looks like I see some tumors there, guy. You might want to actually get this checked. This is not him, actually, right? No, well, this is all this big fake cancer thing he was saying that he was going to do by making up fake oncology reports and being in the hospital for six days. But then he did. It's like, hey, hey, guys, uh, I was going to shave my head as a prank, um, and then I shaved my head. It's like, well, so y- you did it. Well, he says he got cancer around the same time as the, as the biggest problem came out. Is so. this real? I don't even know of what's real. Of course it's not real. None of this is real. It's all things <laughs> okay. just people made up to get their names read on this show. Bunch of assholes. Nathan Jones and making fake x-rays of their wieners. So yeah. we'll look at it. And then he goes, ha, 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 you guys looked at my dick. Nah, great. See, I told you at the top of the show. From financial ruts to D's nuts. Yeah. Big problem. Well, there you go. What do you got? That's all, right. all of my fake cancer stories. Dick, I got a lot of packages from fans over the Christmas break. However, however, this is the first, uh, this is our post, it's been post-Christmas now, right? Uh-huh. We're in the new year, and I didn't get a call. I usually get a call from my package lady. She called me after the break. So <laughs> I go, They're very busy before yeah. the holidays. Yeah, well, I go down there. You know, a few days after Christmas, uh-huh. thinking I'm going to get like an envelope, you know, a letter or something. And there's this pile of boxes waiting for me. And she goes, don't you want your packages? And I said, yeah, I, of course I do. But you usually call me and you didn't this time until after. Is that on you? No, I, I'm going to blame on it them? on her. I oh, never okay. check anything, man. Okay. I never check anything. Okay. Anyway, so I have a song. We're going to open up all these packages. I have a song here to play during these. There you go. Very, oh, very nice. appropriate. Very Sure. Theme appropriate song. Is it royalty first... free? Yeah. Pause. A little bit of a pause there, Randy. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. Um, yeah, the song's fine. Uh, this first package is from Candace. Uh, oh. Candace, I first, uh, she's she's a fan actually from uh, from Twitch from a long time ago, and, I, and she listens to the podcast now. And she sent us a card. On the card is a bunch of, uh, what are these, uh, World of Warcraft characters? I'm not even... No, those yeah. are just monsters. No, they're they're actual characters from some. Oh, it's a Blizzard. It's a, yeah, it's a, a Blizzard. They're Blizzard characters. Okay. Because on the back it also says Blizzard Entertainment. Cool. <laughs> the, the card says happiness is always remembering. Even the naughty can play nice. All right. And then that, that's the card. And then she wrote, "Merry Christmas, assholes. Enjoy the cookies. There's a special gingerbread man for Dick, so make sure he gets that." Oh, does it have a little tiny face on it, I Candace? Don't know, Dick. I don't know. Does it have a little? Gingerbread man face with let's, a frowny face. Let's not spoil it. Oh let's not, boy, let's, I can't wait for this fucking hilarious joke. She says, "Thanks for the great episodes." XX Candace, go fuck yourselves. Let's see. She, we got a, we got a little box here. 
It says not hot sauce on the side as well. So, so open, open however you'd, you'd like. like. Okay. So thankfully, it's not uh, a drippy box of hot sauce. From courtesy of Bud Sanchez and we have, we have in this, we have a bunch of cookies. Oh. They, they, they're really well done cookies. Yeah. Look at this thing. That would have been really nice and festive to get over the holidays. There's you should <laughs> tell, your, tell your Korean... Uh, a Korean package lady. Yeah, tell uh, Kim, Jong, Kim Jong incompetent okay, over there. That, what? Just, He's Korean? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, barely. All right. We got uh, all these cookies. We have bo- little boxing gloves. They, they look like mitts, but I'm going to say Probably. they're boxing gloves, right? <laughs> yeah, they're boxing gloves. They're boxing gloves. <laughs> right? <laughs> little boxing gloves. Some Christmas boxing gloves. We got a stocking here. It says one for Dick. There's one for oh, cool. Sean. There's one for me. There's one for Asterios, even. Boisterous oh. got one. And all these cookies. We got a gingerbread man. Here's here's one. It looks like. Oh, looks, is that mine? No. Nope. Looks great. I don't think so. Looks totally normal I don't think and fine. So. Here's another one. Is this one Dick's? Um, no. No, I, it looks fine. That, that one probably oh, is for me. There's one here that says Dick on it. Let's see. There's. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Teeny God tiny little face. damn it. <laughs> those, those are really precious. Really precious eyes you got there, Dick. Well, thanks a lot, Candace. Yeah. And then we have, uh, oh man, you went, you really went out, all out, Candace. We got a little candy cane in here. Yeah. Like a Candace cane. Huh? No? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, thank you, Candace. Awesome. We'll be eating those. And I'll post pictures on the website. Next package came with a letter. This one is from Logan. He says, To Maddox, thanks for the years of content. Best page in the universe helped me realize from a young age that there is a lot of dumb shit out there and to watch the fuck out for it. Yeah. The podcast has made Tuesday cool for the first time ever and is probably the only media that makes me actually laugh out loud. For you, I give a t-shirt of the only film you have ever provided a written review for. Let's see, what's the t-shirt? Mad Max. Mad Max, is it? Yeah. No, it's, it's Iron Maiden. No, that's the doof guy on Mad oh, Max. Oh, doof it's warrior. A, it's an Iron Maiden parody of yeah. the, the uh, yeah, the doof guy from my, oh, wow, that's pretty, pretty cool. badass, man. Thanks. And he says, Fireball Whiskey. We got some Fireball in there. And a kick-ass comic with ridiculous art and Polaroid from the Dogma continuity books used while filming of George Carlin dressed as a cardinal and covered in blood. Oh, wait, what? I don't. I have no <laughs> idea what that is. I figured you might be a fan of his. Long live the best page and biggest problem in the universe, Logan. You got some airport bottles of whiskey. Wow, Those I got a cool. couple of bottles of whiskey. Dude, I'll, I'll put this in my coffee. Are you kidding me? And you got Fantastic. a... Uh, is that the George Carlin blood thing? Oh my god! This is the goriest fucking thing I've ever. Look at this! Look at the cover of this thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's this giant demon holding. What is he holding? Something in in a headlock, and there's like nipples on the cover. I have no idea what I'm looking at. This is amazing. Uh, this is what he wrote me. To Dick, here are some gifts for the American man who just wants the essentials. That's true. Clothing, booze, a lady in small government, a badass <laughs> shirt, and a patch. With very clear messages about which side of the line you stand on. Is that... What is this? Oh, a patch that says, don't tread on me, with a snake on it. You guys... And a shirt that says, I'll keep my guns, money, and freedom. You can keep the change. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's a reference to Obama. For those of you who didn't catch the subtlety of this t-shirt with with a bald eagle on it. Yeah, very, very, yeah. I'll wear the shit out of that. Very libertarian, very small government. Uh, Real whiskey, a handy portable magnifying glass to find your uh, preferred size of government. I'm going to need a bigger magnifying glass than this to find my uh, preferred size of government. I want a government so small you can barely see. 
see it. Or uh, or your face <laughs> while you're shaving. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> also, a genuine Polaroid photo of Salma Hayek in her prime. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, that's a whoa, real. That's, that's a real, real Polaroid? Polaroid of Salma Hayek looking wow. at the camera like she wants you. And she's got one of those uh, Indian um, dots on her head. Uh, think, all right. right. Or is that part of the the photo? I can't tell. Uh, I don't. I don't care. I'll take it. Yeah, it's it looks hot. like she isn't. Wow, that's great. Where's my Polaroid? Polaroids are. I know this is a good thing about Polaroids. I know that no one else has this picture. Yeah, that's authentic. Wow. And and, and and Polaroid's gone. And it says the number thirty-two underneath it. No, you can still get Polaroid, but it's expensive. Oh, that's cool. Um, looking longingly into your eyes to use however you please. Mm, dot, masturbate. Dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Mary Dixmas Logan. I think that implies masturbation. Yeah. I, I have here, look at this, uh, I'm looking at this this art book that he sent me. Well, thanks, it's Logan. It's fucking amazing. This artwork is so crazy and detailed. There's, there's a picture in here of a, of a knight in shining armor with his horse motorboating a girl with her boobs out and the horse is coming all over the floor. <laughs> Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, kind of a small horse, shrivelly horse stick, though. It's hilarious. I don't and like then, that. And then there's another. There's another one in here with a guy, <laughs> a guy who has a giant yeah. boner, right. who's with a girl who's like it, literally impaled on it and says, "Guh, guh, guh, guh." <laughs> yeah, she's dead. <laughs> it's coming out of her mouth, and he's also spearing his own asshole with some kind of a baton. Oh my! This artwork is insane. It's disgusting. It's, it looks like it's all done with with marker. Uh, no bullshit. I'm gonna put this "Don't Tread on Me" patch on my AR-15 oh. uh, case. Great. I've got one other patch on that from the American laser, uh, that laser shooty down plane, the Boeing Yell, Yell one, yeah. Yell one. I'm sure. I, I got the. Oh wow! I got the Polaroid of George Carlin. He's, oh, that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, he's covered in like looks like bloodshot. What? 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 That's from, from Dogma. Dogma. Oh, I never saw Dogma. That's the uh, the clerk movie. The what's his name? Kevin Smith Kevin movie. Smith. Yeah, he introduces yeah. the Buddy Christ. You know, to yeah, that's oh, awesome. that's right. Yeah, to hit Jesus up from. a little bit. All right, Sean, read your letter. All right, Logan. To Sean, didn't really know what to give you, so here's my prized Tommy Lasorda mint in box <laughs> garden gnome. No, that's cool. Tommy Lasorda <laughs> yeah. being the Dodgers manager back when they were actually winning World Series. This is actually fucking cool. Uh, pretty great, right? Also, a music notation book for your masterpiece. Thanks for all your wise-ass remarks, one-liners, and shitting on Dick and Maddox. Oh, and for all the sound engineering stuff, too. Oh, man, music book? This is, like, the worst gift you could ever give Sean. He'll kill, he'll kill himself before he finishes completing this music book. <laughs> Please bring in a problem, man. Uh, don't put the problems on a pedestal. All the fans <laughs> want it so bad. Uh, we're bringing that problem in as a, a, a next week, Putting Dick. the problem on a pedestal? Problems on a pedestal. Well, it was like perfectionism. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I you have to, why don't you bring in a problem in like the 100th episode or something? My, that might happen. But Logan, thanks a lot, man. This is and, really cool. And you have some whiskey here? We got some Jameson? No, or that's is that for me. Dick. That's okay, for Dick. That's you got me. some Jameson? All the, all the whiskeys for me. Guys, uh, for the record, I appreciate Jameson too. Just saying. Jameson's <laughs> a delicious whiskey. It's my but favorite do whiskey. do you need it to live? Look. That's <laughs> what the real question is. Look, I like Fireball. Yeah. Um, okay. And what else we have here? We have a, a letter. This is from, is there a name on this, Randy? It just looks like a, oh, is this, oh, okay, this is the next package. Here, we we have here, it says it's from a fan. Maddox, thank you for doing your show. I love listening to you and Dick talk about different topics, even if I don't always agree with them. You two bring a realism to entertainment that the world desperately needs, and your show is one of the very few things I have to look forward to every week. So once again, thank you both and Sean for doing such a great job. Keep up the good work. And curing all this cancer, too. Apparently. 
There are two sets of packages inside. Please give Dick his as soon as you can. One of his may be a good source of inspiration for him. I don't know if you're opening presents on the show again, but if this makes if it if this makes it in time, I thought it would be cool to hear you opening these on the podcast. Not sure how you guys are doing that, but I intend to for these to get to you before you recorded Friday the 18th. There's there's a package in <laughs> well, there. Well, you you succeeded. What is that guy's name? <laughs> it just says a fan. Yeah, well, well, an act of God. An act of God. God in the way. He did send it to us before Friday the 18th. And I have a package here that says open first on it. Go ahead. It's a green. It looks like a canister of some type. Mm-hmm. What if it's just like a Zyklon B canister? <laughs> the shell would get real, <laughs> real heavy. Real, it's a commemorative Zyklon. Okay, it says here, super high protein powder. <laughs> good, good, go. good, good, good. 24 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. It's got a cyclist on it because cyclists need a lot of protein, Dick. <laughs> what are you giving it to me for? I think that's yours. No, that's... Oh, you got, you got a bunch of... Okay, cool. Give it here. Cyclist, it must 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 be mine. Oh, what does it say for you, for your next leg day? It must be you, Dick. What? Oh, three ninety nine. There's a manager's spe- He left a price on it. it says manager special three ninety nine. Thanks. <laughs> it's for your clearance protein. <laughs> so there's what? There's no there's no um, who's is who's? Are those all are those all Maddox's? Okay, go okay. go ahead. Open Here, all your this, presents. This one says open second. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> real uh, real strict present opening this guy well he planned ahead. or this fan who knows it could be a man or a woman yeah it could be well judging on this uh based on this wrapper maybe we'll, okay here we go it's oh. a it's a condom sex toy condom sex toys try me buy me it's how to hit the spot and it looks like a dill it's a dill it's a it's pink a dildo? dildo it's got a note on the side yeah okay let's see the note here says better not be for me Next time, just use this to literally fuck yourself if you ever want to talk about a libertarian theory again rather than wait for votes. <laughs> fuck you. You know what? Fuck you. This is bullshit. This is the shittiest Christmas gift I've ever gotten. Christmas is ruined. Yeah. All right. Third, third gift. Open third. It says, see another hilarious gag joke you got. You sent me more dildos to fuck myself with. Yeah. There's a price tag on this one, too. Yeah, you know, you should leave the it's price a high, tag. It's a high vacuum penis pump. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you will use that thing. Free cock ring included. <laughs> yeah, so what if I will? I'll use it right I'm now. S- oh, well. Please wait. It says here, there's a note on the side. It says, try using this next time before you bring another limp dick problem on the show like monkeys, expensive steaks, or fries. You know what, yeah, fuck? This is not a shit. gift. These are not gifts. <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> They're pranks. I don't want to open mine now. Can I just send mine back? <laughs> With a, in a big fuck you box? Yeah. Return to sender. Dick, open these whenever you want. They're your property now, so you can do whatever the fuck you want with them. I'm remaining anonymous at the moment, but I have left a secret clue in here that only the sender could know about, and I will reveal myself in the... T- what, what is it, the fucking Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> I'll reveal myself when the time is right. <laughs> when the time is... Who are you, what Bane? Is, <laughs> when, when will the time be right? Open first. He's like the Riddler. This was, And it's not even... He didn't even write open first. He, like, printed it out. I'm yeah, surprised he didn't printed. go magazine letter postings like a I ransom know. note. Creepy. If you care about Gotham. <laughs> You'll open this first. You'll open this cock pump first, Batman. Let's this see. is uh, the Raid Redemption on Blu-ray. Oh, man, wow, I love that that's movie. a great present. Why don't you send that to me, dickhead? <laughs> I man, haven't seen this, this either. This and I shit. love Dread. 
This is so the shit. I will love this. No, that's way better than Dread. Dread's a ripoff of that movie. You know what? Fuck you, man. Fuck you for sending dick. I get dildos, and dick gets one of the best movies ever made. That's the free market in action. Dick Fuck you. Dick didn't bring in libertarianism as a problem. You pissed off libertarians, Maddox. Great. What is it? Second one. Oh, wow. Another cool. Oh, The Raid 2. Oh, man. Wow. I haven't even seen it The Raid 2. It's this even is better. Bullshit. This is bullshit. Did, did you send this? Did you send no. this to yourself? Did, are you fucking with me? I'm, look, if the time was right, I would reveal myself that I did, but I didn't. I don't. I rap presents much better than this. <laughs> Open third. This has got to be a girl. There's a, there's a girl who sent these in because these presents are very delicate. Oh, man. Oh, there's a hat All right, in there. A, a Obama's last day countdown hat. One twenty seventeen. Obama says Obama's last day on it. Oh great! It. <laughs> oh yeah! Awesome. You can wear that oh, on your yeah. tractor when you go cool. fuck yourself with it. <laughs> cool man. Cool. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna count down. Rad. You should you should wear that hat while you take your Centrum. <laughs> what? Why? It's, just, it's like it's such a such an like old dad type thing, you know, like a like a real staunch old yeah. GOP guy would be wearing that kind of hat. Stupid. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. All right, here's... La- la- is this the last present for me? This ah, is a t-shirt. A t-shirt. That says, feminism, the radical notion that women are people. A lot of truth to that. You know what? I think that... Uh... <laughs> oh, is this... This fell out of that? Oh, okay. This is... Um... Dick, when I saw this shirt on Facebook, the first thing that came up in the article was about how some broad was offended. All right. So I clicked the link and began laughing hysterically at the sight of the shirt, instantly thinking, man, I got to get one of these. However, after reading the article below the picture, I discovered that this is not a joke shirt and is, in fact, a sincere feminism t-shirt. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a sincere feminism t-shirt. So people wear this for real? Yeah. Oh. The reason... It's it's being sarcastic. The reason... Oh, I, I get it. Yeah. Okay. The, now I get it. The reason, <laughs> the reason the woman was offended can be found in the article I've included in the package. I'm curious to know if you had the same guttural response when you first saw the t-shirt that I did. From missing something here to me, it seems like another clear-cut case of women not knowing what they're doing and being confused. Oh, my goodness. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, I love it. Oh. Thank you, Mysterious Riddler. Thank you for taking time away from your oh MRA meeting to, uh, <laughs> to send us these packages. <laughs> Idiot. Secret gift. Oh, you're... You're just. Why don't you use that cock pump and then see how you feel? I will to fuck his mom. <laughs> Secret gift, Ron Paul, two thousand eight. It's a button. <laughs> Great, for Ron Paul, two thousand eight. You know I mean, there it, are libertarians running too, Dick. What for in the, this election? Not is Gary Trump, Trump is not again. No, Rand Paul. Oh yeah, but he's not running as a libertarian anymore. Yeah, he is. He's running as a Republican, bro. Oh. And I don't think he's running anymore. All right, I got another package and he's here. Not, he's not nearly as big of a libertarian as his dad was. Yeah, he's a, he's a real tiny libertarian. <laughs> all of them are. <laughs> I got a package here from, uh, this was just sent from Amazon. It is, it's just for me, it looks like. It's, let's see here. Oh, there's a note involved in, inside. It's, there's a Chris note from, it's a Chris Rodriguez. It says, uh, hey Maddox, this is the first volume. Hope you enjoy it from Chris. And it's the illustrated, uh, the graphic novel Transmetropolitan. You know, I've heard a lot, a lot of people have recommended this to me. They say that uh, the main character in this uh, graphic novel is very similar to me. Oh, he's yeah? kind of a, yeah, he's kind he of likes misanthropic. He soup a lot. Hmm? He likes soup. He's, soup and sand. He looks real cool. S's. I don't he like sand, cool. idiot. He does look like he likes soup a lot, though. Thank you, Chris. I'll give it a shot. Awesome. Cool. Is that, uh, is that it? Candy, Handy Randy, do we have any more packages? That's it? 
That's it. All right. Guys, thank Thanks. you so much. Thank you, uh, Candace, for the cookies. Thank you, Logan. Thank you to the anonymous. No, go fuck yourself to the anonymous no, thank fan. Thank you very much to the anonymous guy. Eat shit. When the, I hope the time is right is soon, but not too soon. Yeah. For you to reveal yourself. The nerdy bane of fans. I bet it's you, Dick. You sent it's yourself all this shit. Me. I bet it's Bud Sanchez. That's not a shenanigans. I don't again. buy Blu rays. I pirate everything. I wouldn't even do it for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You got a problem, Dick? Yeah, sure. So I was going to bring in, I was going to bring in uh, cold and flu deniers. You know, those people who they get sick. They're obviously sick. And you say, oh, what are you, what are you sick over there? Are you coming down with something? Say, no, no, I'm not. It's uh, yeah, just j- just today. It's, yeah. it's allergies. It's something because yeah. it's so fucking annoying. And then they expose you. Then they act like someone who's not infected. Yeah, you know, right? And you're like, well, uh, what am I gonna have a big argument with this asshole about yeah. that he's obviously sick? Like, why? Wh- what do you mean you're not sick? You're obviously sick. You know what you're- it? You know, you know what it is, Dick? It's the exact same phenomenon when you call someone and wake them up and you say, "Hey, did I wake you?" They go, "No, oh, no, 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 no! I, I was awake. I've been yeah. awake for hours. I've been awake for days. I've, yeah. been, I've never yeah. slept in my life. I'm, I'm <laughs> always awake." <laughs> I'm, I'm a, how, how dare you think that you caught me at three in the morning yeah. sleeping? What yeah. are you suggesting? No, no, of course not. I'm not sleeping. It's the same people. <laughs> it's what you everyone. Yeah, I think we I think we all do this. Yeah, but they're saying that so you don't feel bad. I know, but they, but you oh, know no, they're is lying. That, is that why yes. though? Yes. Because no, no, they don't want you to feel like an asshole because you did wake them uh-huh. up. Well, I'm not going to say that's for everyone, but when people call me and I pretend like because it's the same thing about pretending I'm not drunk. Like if someone's just like, "Are you drunk?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Uh, of course not. What do you want me to do? Some do some math no, for but you? No, you want me to walk a line for you? It's like it's the same feeling. I just don't want to get caught doing something. I think that's a little bit different. Not being drunk because it's also because people think you're being an asshole when they ask you if you if you're drunk. Because uh, they're uh, really yeah. I think that's a little presumptuous of you. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's exactly that's the reason. But Sean, that's absolutely right. And you know what? It's in it's kind of inconsiderate to ask if you just woke someone up because you don't want to hear the answer. They don't want to tell you the answer. You're just trying to hear what you you're trying to hear that bullshit excuse that they weren't sleeping. So then they, so then they, they uh, feel good about themselves. Like, oh, okay, it's okay because no, I feel like I got them on stuff. Like if I call somebody and they sound sleepy, I'm like, aha, I got you, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Were you sleeping? They and they know I think I got them. That's why they lie their way out of it. Well, I stopped lying and I started telling people. I was like, yeah, I was, I was lying down. And then it gets really awkward on the other end. They're like, oh, oh uh, do you want me to call you back? I'm like, obviously not, shithead. I'm already awake. What difference does it make? Also, don't ask. You know, you know, I was. My voice sounds croak, croaky as shit. Anyway, I do, I do the pretending like I'm asleep, in case I want to get off the call. Oh, Sometimes, smart. like I'll yeah. pick up the phone, and be like, oh, hey, and I'm like, oh my god, were you sleeping? I'm like, yeah, 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 I was sleeping. I see you. But if it's something I want to talk to, I'll be like, oh, hello. I'm like, oh, sorry, you're sleeping. Like, no, no, I'm fine. I just answer the phone like that in case, you know, yeah, just yeah. to like get you off my back for a little right. bit because I don't want a voicemail or anything like that. All right, good anyway. problem, good problem, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> So then I looked into it, and this this phenomenon of people being sick and going to work is a huge fucking problem. Yeah. It's called presenteeism. Hmm. I didn't know that. Presenteeism is, it's, listen to this, it's said to cost U.S. companies nearly $180 billion every year in lost productivity. Because people go to work sick. Saying that, saying that they're not because they don't want to get caught being sick because then they have to admit that they're human. 
Yeah. Which is what I think the reason is. Right. right? They don't have to admit a weakness. Like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm like a I'm like a person on TV. I never get sick. Yeah. I don't get sick by by magic. What do you what do you mean? What is even is sick? Germs? What is that? That probably doesn't exist. They go to work, they get sick, they can't function, they get everybody else sick and fuck up everyone's day because of it. Right. I I looked into this actually, Dick, and it is a it is a huge problem because it turns out that the productivity declines because people aren't able to keep their eyes open or concentrate or focus on anything. Uh, it said something like eighty percent of the people, or they're eighty percent less efficient. I read this somewhere. I read that they're sixty. They're working at sixty percent. Yeah, sixty percent capacity, and uh, they're not getting as much work done. Plus, and that's self-reported. So bu- yeah. I call bullshit already. Because I think a normal person every day is working at about sixty percent. Right. At their hundred percent. Man, a lot uh, of percents flying around. I yeah. I, I wish I could relate to this problem. I've never been sick. Pop uh, <laughs> you right in your face. <laughs> never been sick in my life. Never yeah. had a sniffle. No. Never not a cough. Nothing. Really? So, yeah. I, I just can't relate to this at all. I've, I've been sick. I've been sick for most of this week. Yeah. What? 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 Would you have? I had. Uh, I, it was. It's gross. I had the bug where you've been throwing. You throw up for twelve hours, and like your stomach hurts afterwards like for uh, days like you feel like you've been doing uh like you know, cardio bar <laughs> no, no pilates really really intense leg day with your stomach yeah okay uh presenteeism is what it's called exceeds the cost of medical and disability benefits at that scale 180 billion dollars which many employers don't recognize as having a negative financial impact on their business and how do you stop it right like shouldn't everybody know don't go to work when you're sick? Here's how you stop it, Dick. You stop being an asshole as a boss. You stop making people feel like they're beholden to you for every fucking thing. They have to come into work. They're, uh, you need to start encouraging people to take time off when they're feeling sick. You stop it. You stop being so skeptical so and cynical. you blame the boss? Absolutely. Because I've been sick almost... Uh-oh, 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 uh-o
Fuck off, man. Well, they People combine can... them anyway. Sick days and personal time off days are like a one big lump sum. Yeah. A lot of the time now. Yeah. Although, so, although some places are dickheads about it. So if you have two weeks of vacation and a week of sick time, they won't let you take your vacation and your sick time together. It's just what, these consecutively? Rules. Yeah. They just, Where is that? A, a lot of places that are like this. That would be very weird. No. See, see, if you happen to take a vacation and you become sick on that vacation, which I, again, have no idea what it's like. But if you do... <laughs> yeah, it's rough, Maddox. I'll <laughs> yeah, tell you that. Yeah. And at the end of your vacation, you come home and you realize, oh, shit, I'm, I'm sick. I have the sniffles or, what, or like whatever that feels like. I don't know what are the symptoms are of, of, a, of a sick. Uh, but if you have those symptoms and you actually do have to take time off from work, then people will be skeptical. They'll think, oh, he's just trying to get an extra week of vacation. Just okay, stop well, being let me, assholes. Let me tell you what the survey says uh, for this uh, present, uh, presenteeism. presenteeism yeah. So... The fear, the fear of falling behind at their work and missing deadlines, according to this study, this NSF study, was reported by 42% of Americans who come to work sick. That's yeah. what that's what they that's what they're afraid of. Falling behind on their stupid work. Is why so they're coming to work and basically working a half day, being miserable, and for sure infecting everyone else. Yeah. Like this is this is what the viruses want you to do. Right? Yeah. Go to. I'm gonna stay home. And the virus will go. No, don't do that. Go to like go to work and yeah. spread it to as many people as possible. Yep. They're hurting you. They're that's as mo, that's as selfish as it gets. It's They're like, for sure infecting you with the misery that they have. That's what the human condition is to me. Yeah. You know, it's like what most people get sick around the holidays because it gets a little bit colder outside. Your immune system has to work harder. You're, and you're around people. You're around it's more colder, people. Gets you together. Right. Gets gets together. Mandatory holiday shifts. Contribute to that, guys. Vote up mandatory holiday shifts. That's essentially what this uh-huh. is. Don't, 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 don't do that. Yeah. That's, a, that's exactly down. what this is. Bunch of dickheads forcing you to come work when you don't feel like it. You know, Dick, for the first four years of my job, my, my last job. Telemarketing job? Yeah, the tel- at the telemarketing company. The first four years. I wish we of- had music to play when you tell telemarketing. So like an office like an office call center. Yeah. Just, Shh, can you turn? Hello, yeah, the, the, hi, how can uh, I help? Or be an Indian, I guess. Like, oh, hello, how can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. But uh, for the first four years I worked there, I didn't take a single day off. Not a single day. Why? Uh, just didn't you work, have any sick days? Work through? No, I didn't. For, you didn't first have any of all, vacation I didn't days. I did. I did. I did have vacation days, but I just. It was also one of those things. Like I said, if you took any time off, people would think that you were lazy, and they would look down on you, and they would judge you. And it was one of those things where, mm. um, yeah, it was. It was a. It was a work environment that was almost like a Gestapo. Like you. You didn't. You didn't feel like you. Were, it really sounds very close to the Gestapo. Oh, you had to see it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, voluntarily coming to work sick. Go. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, the the gray walls in this facility. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, it was it was not it was not the best work environment. I'll say that. Yeah. And you would go to work sick because I'd never been sick, but uh, I never took time off or like vacation or anything like that. But they never paid us either. Well then this was a I don't know, this wasn't a job. Gestapo. Yeah, this was a um some kind of Soviet gulag Soviet prison gulag. camp. Yeah, yeah they, they kick in your door and drag you out of bed sick. Just yeah. to come to work. I remember I actually when I eventually did go on vacation after my first four years working there, I had to log in remotely through like with every and every country I went to, I had to log in remotely and still do work remotely. I was always on call. I wish they would teach kids how to respect themselves when it comes to work. Yeah. Like how this so? this mental this mentality you have 
that you're applying to work here, like you're not taking vacation days and not taking sick days. Like somebody's got to tell you, hey, uh, this is your life. Don't do that. You know what? Like I think that? you hit on something, and I think this mindset starts when you're a kid in school. Oh, it's got to. Because, right? yeah, if you miss a day, it, you're under so much pressure from the teachers and your parents to, oh, you got to make up that work you missed yesterday, and then you get yeah. that day's assignment. I always remember that. I, maybe it's just me, but I think they kind of pound that into you as a kid, and it carries over like, you have to be there so you don't miss something or not be able to get behind in your work. Yeah, I remember that too, like feeling not so great and having to argue with my mom that I was too sick to go to school. Yeah. Like she sent me, I remember very, very clearly, I think I was in sixth, fifth or sixth grade, and I was like, hey, mom, I'm not feeling great. I don't want to go to school. She's like, well, nope, you, you got to go. You got to go to school, Uh, you know, school. You can't miss anything. You can't, they're going to teach you how to spell pineapple today. Yeah. Okay. You got you to gotta be there for that. You got to be there for all these great insights that they're going to have about um, Maniac McGee yeah. in reading. Yeah, well, it's important. You, your whole fucking life is going to be ruined if you miss that. So it's like, yeah. well, I don't know. I don't have to wear, I can't stand here and filibuster you all day, mom. I don't have the resources yeah. to do that. You're the one with the car. I'm just a kid. So she dropped me off. I walked about 10 steps and threw up all over the place. <laughs> and I remember turning around and seeing her uh, lights as she just drove away. I was like, <laughs> well, what the fuck? So I had to go sit for most of the day in the nurse's office because I was obviously sick. But you're totally right, Sean. Like, the, wh- why was it so, why was it such a, why was it so important that I go and not miss out on that day when I was obviously not feeling Cause great? Maybe That's that, a sick mentality. No, because maybe that day, Dick, they were teaching you indefinite articles. They cover it, they cover it every year. That's how <laughs> school works. They cover the same shit every year. I get what you're saying. I get, yeah. the, I get the joke. I get, I get what you're saying. No, man. Um, I get a joke. Here, here's, the, here's the thing. What, you can call in sick when you're a worker bee. With my, with my job, I had such a unique position. I was, I was wearing a lot of different hats, and nobody in the company knew what I was doing or, or was capable of replicating it. I was literally the only person. Your ego. That's how they got you. No, it's uh, – I mean, my ego exists – Regardless, yeah, but it doesn't matter if you even if you it's, do all these things, it's it's a benefit to them, not to you, that you got to show up like that. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. I was uh, I had all the job security in the world because I did so many things for the company, and nobody really knew what I was doing. Nobody knew how to replicate it and step in. So there was like there was nobody who could step into my shoes other than possibly my boss, who still didn't fully uh, he didn't he didn't fully understand the technology I was using. He wasn't familiar with it. He was he good. Was, he was working in a different skill set than I yeah. was. Uh, he was a really sharp guy, but totally different skill set. That's why if you're a worker bee, you can call in sick. But if there's no one to to fill in, it's like who does Obama call in for a, a sick day? Uh, Biden? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like his whole cabinet. Uh, he's, if I don't want the president making decisions when he's in a, the pitch of fever hallucinations, yeah. I would like Obama to call in sick. All, all I'm saying know. is if your job is so unique that no one can replace it, no one can fill in for you, you kind of have to do the job. No, no this is what. how they get you, though. They get your ego like that by telling you you're irreplaceable, that you got to show up. Anyway, a survey uh, by Staples found that 90% of office workers went to work sick in 2012. Man, that's horrible. That's a lot. That's horrible. Yeah. That's really got to be changed. Okay, here's where it gets bad. Uh, in medicine, during one year, 80% of physicians went to work sick with an illness they would have sick listed one of their own patients for. Physicians. Yeah, physicians. You know what? Who I, all, all have direct contact with people. That's yeah. like a virus's wet dream. I don't right? I don't agree with that. However, with the I, stat? 
No, no, I, I, I believe the stat, but I don't agree that, that they're coming to work with it, right? But I understand it because as a physician, it's got to make you a little bit cynical because those guys, those guys are exposed to all sorts of germs and bacteria. It's, it's got to be like a bacteria trough in their offices, right? Yeah. With all sorts of sick people coming in, they get sick and they might feel a little cynical and spiteful. They say, you know what? You fuckers made me sick. I'm going to make you sick right back. So, and also, so they, the get, op- they get paid for it too. The opposite of the Hippocratic Oath. You think they're following. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never do any harm. The, a physician's first instinct is to do deliberate harm. A little bit. Because also little, a little bit of delivering hey, You get a yeah. cold, you're not going to die, other than the 33,000 people who do every year. But it's, other than that. It's horrible. <laughs> so I found, I found this study that was kind of interesting. In 2005, they took a nursing home uh, with three, three nursing home residents. Sorry, a 100-bed nursing home and like 12 employees. Um, three residents and one staff member got sick. And the staff member kept coming to work and infecting people. And it took, let's see, it took like a month for it to clear out. Over the course of the next 10 days, because the, the, the staff members would not stay home. They kept yeah. coming in and infecting people. All t- 23 residents and 18 staff members developed symptoms of nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> yeah. And no matter what they would do, to encourage them to stay home, they would still come into work because they had to do their jobs. Coming yeah. into work, making everybody sick. Old people, too, which who could die when they get sick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a really interesting Radio Lab episode called Patient Zero, which everyone should listen to right after they listen to this podcast. It's really fascinating about how, I forget the specific um, illness that was spread, but they tr- they it shows how they trace these things to Patient Zero. Mm-hmm. in uh, And they also talked about how they traced Ebola to the... Uh, group of monkeys, uh, almost the exact group of monkeys they found uh, in in Africa, where Ebola came from, and that theory, and AIDS, and all these other AIDS things. AIDS too. Yeah, AIDS. There's yeah. another AIDS. No, no, no. no, no they not traced AIDS it back two. to some small village in Africa. AIDS oh. as well. <laughs> Whoa, that was a close one. AIDS the Whew, sequel. Just when we cured this one, they got another one coming out. Yeah, the sequels are always worse. Sequels going to be all emo <laughs> and not going to make sense. Yeah, and it's going to have laser shields that don't protect against light speed, even though light speed is the primary oh mode of gosh. travel in the whole galaxy. Yeah. Who cares, guys? It's a fictional... It can make anything up. It's a, it's a world where the Force exists with mitochlorians and whatever the fuck uh, contrived bullshit thing they want to say, they'll just say a sentence and it'll it'll justify anything they fucking want. Shut up. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. None of this fucking matters. It's a stupid movie. Get over it. Okay. Well, you got anything else, Dick? Of course, yeah. <laughs> Food workers. How about that? That's another hazard. That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, they say, let's see, 51% of food workers who grow and process food to cook and serve said they always or frequently go to work sick. Yeah. How about that? They're touching your food? I mean, I brought this in because a couple nights ago, let's say it was Sunday night, I was out eating some sushi with my brother-in-law. I get hit with the I get I get hit with the most intense horrible stomach pain and weakness I've ever felt halfway through sushi. I had to go into the bathroom and just lie down. I couldn't take it. Huh. I couldn't I couldn't move. I didn't want to live anymore. Yeah. I tried to I tried to flush my head down the toilet. Yeah. I tried to drown myself in the toilet, but it didn't work. That doesn't take a lot of water. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I was it was a, it was a horrible it was a horrible next 12 hours. Yeah. I was, you know, peeing out of my ass, Ugh. which you don't ever want to pee out of. No. Right? I was throwing up so hard that I got a six pack. 
<laughs> and I think some fucking food worker that must have done it to me. That must have done me wrong. One of these 51% of food workers must have yeah. done it to me. Right? And I got no sympathy for my fucking family because they're just worried about the kids getting sick. Of course. Mm. Yeah, that's all parents care about is their kids. Kids, kids, kids. Yeah. Why don't you worry about me for once, huh? Yeah. So I got sequestered up into the room, up into my own room like the Big Lebowski. I couldn't leave. I had to text for food, water. Horrible horrible experience. I had a remote control that brought me (laughs) food food. whenever I wanted. It was like a real Gestapo situation (laughs) in there. Back in my day, I had to yell for my soup. (laughs) Yeah, I had to use a broom (laughs) banging on the ceiling. You kids today with your electronic gadgets and And your wheel and your fire. Yeah. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Well, this is the interesting. This is the uh, this is the um, cognitive dissonance part, right? Nine out of ten workers polled said they feel responsible for the safety and well being of their customers, but they still go they still go into work sick. Yeah. Fucking stuff. And all these all these articles are like, well, it's because they're not getting enough sick days. It's because they're not yeah. getting enough money. Well, but then but everybody does it. Like, it's, every it's, single person all up the chain does it. It's cultural, and it's guilt-based, man. I've been to some uh, Norwegian countries, and uh, Nordic countries, rather, and they don't have this cult. It's not, like, culturally, it's different. When people mm-hmm. are sick, they are encouraged to stay home, and they are sent home. They say their boss comes up to them with very sympathetic tone and says, hey, you're not feeling too well. Why don't you take the day off? Come back tomorrow, and you're feeling a little bit better. Mm-hmm. No one ever fucking does that. Bro, this is another survey. 41% of employers send people home when they're sick. Like, going into them and saying, you gotta get the, hey, idiot, get the fuck out of here. You're sick. You shouldn't get to that point, though. It shouldn't even get to the point where they come into work sick. I think it's I think it's people's crazy, backwards slave mentalities that are making them go work like this. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of logic. Really. Look, that's, that's, that's my problem. I think you know, it's a big problem. Guys, so the, the takeaway from this is, if you're sick, stay home, lay down on a mattress... Get some rest. Get a good you know night of the sleep. Most, the most restiest mattress is <laughs> is a Casper mattress. This episode is brought to you by Casper. Go to Casper.com slash biggest. Use promo code biggest to get $50 off your first purchase. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. I brought in a fan review for after I cover these bullet points. Mattresses can cost well over 1500 bucks, and also they could still suck for that price. Yeah. I bought an expensive mattress. It fucking sucks. I'm, I'm not happy with it. Yeah. I'm sleeping in like a around the sides mm-hmm. now. The only fresh, even fresh spots. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you get that, what is it, the valley. You get yeah, the mattress get valley. valley. Yeah, you don't want a valley in your mattress. How's your mattress? You got your mattress a while ago, didn't you? Your yeah. Casper mattress? How's I, it holding up? It looks consistent all around it. Everywhere, everywhere on my mattress, it's like a plane. You could put a, you could put a level on there. You should use this mattress as a level. Next they should you wanna... use that as their slogan. Yeah, you could put a level on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're welcome, Casper. <laughs> you could put a. You got a mattress. You could put a level on it. Yeah. Check it. Check that bubble. Check it. Uh, Casper mattresses cost between five hundred for a twin. Gosh, uh, eight fifty for a queen size, nine fifty for a king size. Is that the one you got, king size? Yeah, king size, and then you get fifty dollars off. So that's nine hundred bucks for a brand new mattress that's gonna last you forever. Risk free trial and return policy. Try it for a hundred days with free delivery and painless returns. Here, I'll play you this guy's take on it. I hope he isn't an asshole about it. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Joe. Uh, Dick, you said you wanted a review on the Casper mattress. I actually bought one. On the show's recommendation, and let me tell you what, it's the best night of sleep I've ever had. Whoa! I I spent four years in the Marine Corps, so I spent a lot of time sleeping on the ground. 
So this mattress is one of the nicest things I've ever laid my back on. Well, I liked it so okay. much, I called my old squad leader and had him buy it, and he loved it. All right, thanks, that's, guys. That's an army command uh, coming through. <laughs> Trump 2016. What's oh, up? well, an additional oh, ad. <laughs> who, would, who would have seen that coming? Get, get out of here. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, Casper. We won't sell your image with that guy, with that bozo. Well, Casper.com slash Biggest. Give 50, promo code Biggest. Get $50 Dick, on your first purchase. Dick, a, a mutual friend of ours came up to me, and he, he said he was thinking about getting a, a Casper mattress a while back. He's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I want to support you guys. I'll use your promo code and everything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, check it, give it a shot. He came up to me and goes, hey, man, so I got my Casper mattress, and you guys weren't joking. It's a really good mattress. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Of course. I wouldn't, first of all, I wouldn't say that to you both on air and off air if I didn't believe it. Uh, this is a, They're really qu- high-quality mattresses. Thank you, Casper, for supporting the show. Yeah. Okay. Great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Problem. All right, Dick. I got the real biggest problem in the universe this week. This is going to catch some people by surprise in that it's still a problem, but Sandy Hook conspiracy dipshits. Oh. That's, that's still a problem? Yeah. Still a problem, unfortunately. Hmm. So, as a refresher, for most people who live outside the U.S., you might not be following... U.S. news as closely as most Americans. From t- 2009. It's uh, 2012. Oh, 2012. Stories from 2000, like, uh, what? what is it? Four years ago now. Uh-huh. Four years ago, the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting occurred on December 14, 2012, in Newton, Connecticut, when a 20-year-old named Adam Lanza fatally shot 20 children and six adult staff members. Prior to driving to the school, Lanza shot and killed his mother at the Newton home. As first responders arrived at the scene, Lanza committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. Ah. Very, very tragic story. The incident was the deadliest mass shooting at a high school or grade school in U.S. history and second deadliest mass shooting by a single person in U.S. history. Hmm. Yeah. Really, really tragic. It was a very controversial time in our our country. A lot of debate about gun control. Uh, A lot of people really massively upset because 20 children— 20 children were killed yeah. at this shooting. Terrible tragedy, right? Made it, it was sickening. It was sickening. That's a big problem. Mass shootings. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not... You know, if you're talking about a problem and how big it is, uh-huh. in terms of our emotional response to it, yes. it seems like a big problem. Yeah. But if you put it in context of how many people are killed, that's another way to look at it. Because if you want to just save lives, there's a lot of things we can put our attention towards. I want to save guns. Yeah, I know you do. That's uh, why it's a big problem. So there's this article that was originally, it originally appeared in a website called The Trace, which I tried to go to, but uh, there's no trace of it. (laughs) (laughs) The website seemed to be down at this time. So it was... uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what joke writers do. (laughs) Can we just can we take a moment to recover? Yeah, let's there take a go. moment of silence. Yeah, let's eat some of these cookies. <laughs> Candace's cookies. Good cookies too. They're I just good. ate one. Yeah, we just had some cookies. Thank you, Candace. They're really Would delicious. Would have been even better a week and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They needed to stew inside a shipping container for a little while. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, they're very professionally done. I'll take pictures of them. Anyway, this uh, this article is has been republished. Now I'm in- glad I ate Asterioses. See? There was yeah. a thought process there. Dick immediately <laughs> ate Asterioses. <laughs> what a hater. Sorry, Asterios. Anyway, this article was reprinted in Vice, Vice Magazine, the Vice website. It's called Taking on the Sandy Hook Truthers. What kind of person calls a mass shooting a hoax? Mm. I think that's an important question to ask. 
what kind of person calls a mass shooting a hoax? Because they're very similar to the 9-11 truthers. Yeah. There's something wrong with these people. And yeah. they're not critical thinkers. But I know you guys think you're being critical, and you're not, you know, you're one of those people who think, ah, you're not going to pull the wool over my eyes. I know better than you. And you are immediately skeptical of every mainstream news outlet. Sure. You know, you know what, dickhead? You should start being skeptical of your alternate news outlet. Because mainstream news outlets, if journalists misreport something, chances are they're going to get fired. Look at Brian no, Williams. He's coming back, though. Bri- yeah, but he's been gone for a year. Yeah. People don't take that shit very lightly. And he only fucked up once or twice. Uh, you lose your that job. That we know of. Yeah, I you- agree with what you're saying. There's at least some checks and balances. There's checks and balances. Me- 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 because uh, when, when a news outlet loses its reputation, people stop trusting it. That's yeah. all they got. The Times of London, when they printed in the late 70s those Hitler letters. What was was this? They were forgeries. Oh, they printed forged Hitler letters. Yeah, and they they didn't do their, you know, due diligence to really vet those things. Yeah. I want to say it was the Times of London. What did the letters say? Like, tee hee hee, my name is Hitler. I don't remember. It's, (laughs) you know, that'd be a fake. It was a long time ago, but that, I mean, that almost ruined them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can can take down an organization. Whereas an alternate news website like InfoWars, these fucking shitty worldtruth.tv websites, hmm. all these conspiracy dipshits, they all, uh, oilempire.us, that was one from a long time ago that I don't know if they're still around, hope not. When you go to these websites and you look for sources mm-hmm. to see where, where their sources are coming from, because they make outlandish claims, they link to websites that link back to them. So I, I was reading an InfoWars article one time and it said, it's about outlandish claim about 9-11. I clicked on the source. It took me to oilempire.us. Oilempire.us talked about this crazy theory, and then they leaked right back to InfoWars. I'm like, oh, perfect. You guys are just j- jacking Rock each other solid, off. man. Bunch of jerk-off dipshits. Anyway, a guy named Wolfgang Halbig, he's a 60-year-old security consultant, is the leader of the Sandy Hook conspiracy theorists. He thinks that the 26 victims of the shooting were fictional. Yeah. Didn't happen. One of, the, one of the victims was the son of a guy named Lenny Posner, whose six-year-old was shot and killed that day. Posner dropped off his son at school on December 14th, 2012, the day of the shooting. His last words to his child were, have a fun day. They were just listening to Gangnam Style on the radio on the way over, and uh, his son really liked that song. He watched his child head inside the school with his brown backpack for the last time. But ever since his son's death, conspiracy theorists speculated that Sandy Hook was a false flag operation. You guys know what a false flag operation is? Yeah, to Take get guns. Yeah. Stage it so they can go after the guns. That's what it is. Well, the false flag, um, that, that, that term was popularized and coined, I think it was coined too, around the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. where this uh, American general or American uh, uh, major commander, whatever, I don't know what his rank was, but he floated this crackpot idea where we would stage a attack off the coast of uh, Tonkin, I think. Um, or maybe that was the, the ship. I don't know. It was off the coast of Cuba, essentially, and as a precursor to lead us into war with, uh, with Cuba or... Um, I'm not, I'm not remember, remembering the specifics, but essentially, it's called a false flag attack where we stage some kind of attack as a precursor into getting us to do something. Mm-hmm. They think that the government might have staged it as a precursor for more gun control yeah, or to go to war. Well, or to push extra surveillance measures. Hmm? 
Are you a conspiracy dipshit, Dick? No, I don't think. I like reading about them, but uh, no, it's like I killed a bunch of kids. Pretty easy. Ever since uh, this is from the yeah, this is from the Vice article. It says ever since his son's death, Posner has been dealing with the hoaxers. It was his habit to regularly post photos of Noah. His son's name was Noah, a happy boy with soft blue eyes and wide smile on his Google Plus page. He would put up pictures of Noah hugging his twin sister or playing on the beach or showing off his tooth. He lost less than two weeks before he was murdered. Convenient. (laughs) (laughs) The hoaxers would see these images and offer comments like, where's Noah going to die next? Oh, my God. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Another commenter, seemingly believing that Posner had been recruited to help perpetuate the myth of the shooting, asked, how much did you get paid? How much would it cost? How much would it cost you to join in on a government conspiracy like that? Oh, it depends. They wanted what's... you to pretend to be someone's dad. Oh, what's the false flag? But if... Oh, it depends what they're going after? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what if they're going after, uh, uh, oh, shit. They're trying to get more bicycles, like more bicycle lanes. Oh, buddy. There. I don't know. What do you want What do you want there to be? Now, uh, I don't know what your politics is. More I, minimum wage? What do you want? What do you want? I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pipe dream, but I really would like to see a smaller government one day. Okay, so just, then just, they're going to say, all right, we're going to go <laughs> shoot up a bunch of kids and to make the government smaller. Are you in? If, I, if, if, if the metric that I measured it by was that I could barely see them, I would be all on board. Oh, all jokes. <laughs> Doesn't never takes anything seriously, oh, yeah. Maddox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now get back to your problem. Yeah. So Posner, this guy, the, the dad of this, uh, this, this son, decided to confront these guys. It's something that Great. most of these dudes never do sure. because he was tired of it and he was really upset. And he, he decided that his son's name was being tarnished. His son is being accused of, uh, first, of like being part of this crazy <laughs> fucking theory. Mm-hmm. So he, this is from the article. It says he hoped to sit down with Halbig at a coffee shop near his home in Orlando, Florida. He wanted to talk to him face to face about Noah, who was his only son and never far from his mind. He posted online his son's birth and death certificates. He thought that would assuage them. He thought, uh, here you go. Here's my birth and death certificates. No, who does he think he's talking to? Nah, Trump, apparently. Anybody could whip those up in an, in yeah. an afternoon. I get you a death certificate by 3 p.m., Randy. Yeah. Apparently, you can get a death certificate, you can get a birth certificate. From the president of the United States, ah, could be fake. Could be, it's, a, it's a forgery. He was born in Nigeria. Huh? He posted online his his son's birth and death certificate. You said it, not me. <laughs> Kenya, Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> he shared the medicine, the medical examiner's report, and one of Noah's report cards. The hoaxers said the records were counterfeits. Of course, yeah, of course they're counterfeits. They These people just they they have no problem making incredible leaps of logic. Yeah. To yeah, fill but, this in but with they no evidence. need it because wouldn't it? Wouldn't the world be better in a way if it was true? Like, don't no. you, well, can't you see any reason why emotionally they would want it to be true that this was like this was a plan and that this is not the world? A bunch of kids just didn't get killed randomly, but rather the government is so powerful and so good that they set up this crazy complex scheme to take their guns where these people are the proprietors of information that nobody else has like that that to them that's a motive to want that to be true <laughs> no no okay. dick these guys are not good they're just guys. crazy oh i'm not saying they're good but they don't you- have any this is not any kind of um 
wish for a world that was better than a world that exists where we have people shooting 20 kids. Yeah, if it wasn't kids, it would have been something else. Yeah. That was just the mechanism. That's not These guys, I know what you're saying. Now, and what mm. Dick is saying is he, yeah, he's, 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 he's suggesting that these people are concocting this as a way, as a defense mechanism to not acknowledge that we live in a world where monsters like this exist. Oh, part of it. But it's also they want to be the victim in some way. I, mean, I think you it's see not, that in their mind they would want it to be true. I, I think it's not about being a victim so much as narcissism. They okay. think that they're important. They want to feel like they're part of it. They want to feel like that they are part of something bigger than themselves. And they are part of this. They are on the forefront of the of the researchers. That's what I just said. Who are going to... No, but narcissism is the driving force here, Dick. It's not that they are victims. I don't think these people think they're themselves as victims. But they are... They think that they're of themselves... They're so delusional mm-hmm. about their importance that they think that they can concoct these theories as a way to make themselves... Have higher stature. Like, you know what? I, I'm a, I, I got this, like, dead-end fucking job. I'm sitting around on my ass with nothing going on in my life mm-hmm. other than to harass these poor victims, these poor grieving parents. A lot of these people are not as smart as they think they are. No. They're not where they want to be in life. Right. And they have to come up with this kind of shit as an excuse for not important. looking themselves in the mirror. Right. They want the answers. Yeah. And they're the smart one among all their dumb friends. Yeah. And they're also people who, they, they greatly overestimate their intelligence. Oh. They think they're critical thinkers by, by questioning the official story. Fine. You want to question the official story? Good. Fine. Be a critical thinker. But then when you find the evidence to your answer, don't keep looking for some evidence to support your foregone conclusion. Because if you do that, you'll become one of these deniers where any amount of evidence will not satiate you. Nothing will ever satiate you. A birth certificate could be faked. A death certificate could be faked. Everything could be faked. Maybe you are faked, asshole. Maybe your fucking birth certificate's fake. What makes you think you can trust anything? Who says your parents are your parents? Maybe you look alike them, maybe not. Doesn't matter. There are people who are lookalikes. You can you can question everything in life, and nothing that can necessarily be true if you want to be one of these idiots. Now, in this case, it might be because they're afraid the government will take their guns. Yeah. Well, and that's it, probably who knows. Yeah, it plays can a you, part of it. Yeah. Can you see? Uh, are you able to tell? Yeah. What organizations these people are linked to? Yeah. It says here um, ISIS. They're all ISIS members. So this uh, this Posner guy said he he remained undaunted. He thought that perhaps if he could show how big the documents in person, he and the rest of the hoaxers might at last relent. I wanted to be as transparent as possible, Posner says. I thought keeping the documents private would only feed the conspiracy. You know, much like like the the birthers. Mm -hmm. Very similar. When Posner did not receive a, a reply from Halbig... He contacted Kelly Watt, one of the more aggressive hoaxers who showed up on his Google Plus page. Watt wrote back on Halbig's behalf. He said, Wolfgang does not wish to speak with you, her note said, unless you exhume Noah's body and prove to the world you lost your son. Well, what else are you going to do? That's the stand. They want this poor fucking guy to dig up his son's grave to prove that he died? Well, then well, they'll well, say where it did won't you be think it was going to go engaging with them? Like, uh, here's a birth certificate and a death certificate. What? Uh, hey, way to go, you cured insanity, dude. Where do you think it's going to go? Of course they're going to go there. And after you dig it up, they're going to want you to cut it into there. They just always want more. Yeah. Who's the crazy one now? You're trying to talk sense into people who are insane. You're a fucking idiot. 
I don't think he's an idiot. I think he, he he's traumatized. Them, clearly, he, he gave them the benefit of the doubt. Well, that's okay. He, he, you know, I like to do that too sometimes when someone is really skeptical of something I'm saying. I assume, I like to think that people generally have good intentions. Generally speaking, most people do. Even people who do heinous things. Because ultimately, when you do something that hurts somebody or does some, or has some negative repercussion, it's usually not out of malice when you start. It becomes that way after the fact when you look at, when you look at things and you realize... Well, I was acting out of anger. I was acting out of emotion. I was hurt. Uh, I didn't, I, I was trying to, it's, it's more about self-preservation than it is malice a lot of times. But anyway, this, uh, this goes on. It says, less than a month after the shooting, a video called the Sandy Hook shooting, fully exposed, that's the name of the, the, the video, had received 10 million views on YouTube. Wow. Okay. So these fuckers are not only traumatizing and harassing these poor grieving parents. Yeah. But they're making a, a mint off of it, too. Oh, you think they got ad revenue for that? Of course. Huh. $10 million at about uh, 1.5 CPM. That's, um, yeah, you're looking at, you're looking at about uh, 15, 15 grand. Hmm. Would Possibly. that finance the movie? How, how well done was the movie? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I what didn't kind watch of 3D it. 3D modeling and effects. Are we talking about? You know, it's it's on the it's on par with like Zeitgeist and all the other you know bullshit conspiracy theory videos. An infamous conspiracy theorist named James Fetzer called a Newton attack a FEMA drill to promote gun control. The National Rifle Association laid the groundwork for such sentiments. Yeah. Did you see the one where they got one of the parents uh, laughing right before he does a press a press conference? Yeah. That's one of their smoking guns. Yeah. You know, look at this guy yucking it up, and then he starts acting. He gets real serious. Right. It even talks about this here. It says, to press their case, hoaxers designated themselves experts on physiology of grieving. Yeah. The parents didn't appear sad enough in interviews, they argued. Therefore, they could not have possibly lost children. Suddenly, they're experts on grieving. They know exactly how people deal with trauma. They know how people— Experts on everything, man. Yeah, they're experts on everything. By the way, Snopes.com, one of the first links when you search for the Sandy Hook— uh, shooting, it's uh, there's an article that says Sandy Hook exposed question mark video documents that the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School were a staged hoax. The verdict is false, <laughs> big red false. Snopes looked into it, it's false. Um, this goes on. Halbig became known for asking a set of 16 questions that he argued proved the event was staged, carried out by crisis actors, whom the government pays to pose as victims during emergency preparedness drills. Halbig claimed the authorities could not provide him with answers that, in fact, were available to the public in the Connecticut State Police report on the shooting. For instance, he wanted to know why paramedics and EMTs weren't allowed to enter the school. They were. Of course they were, you fucking idiot. And why helicopters weren't used to transport victims to the hospital. Well, with the exception of four wounded individuals who were taken by ambulance, the rest were dead, you fucking idiot. Hmm. They're not going to take dead people to hospitals to work on them. They're dead at the scene, you fucking idiot. Next time. Supplied with those facts, he and the hoaxers insisted that they had to be fiction, given their source. The whole point, after all, is that the government can never be trusted. Okay, you're a fucking idiot. 10 million views on that thing? So how many people are Sandy Hook conspiracy guys, you think? They're not a lot, but they're they're, they're a small, loud, obnoxious pocket of the deep, deepest, darkest hole of the internet. I hate these guys. They're such fucking incorrigible idiot dipshits. Hmm. They're absolutely terrible people. They're 
making money off the back of the suffering victims. They're not adding. They're not making the world a better place for anyone. I gotta anyone. see that making money thing. You think there? You think there's a financial aspect to this? If you watch a YouTube video and you see an ad, someone yeah. is making money on it. Yeah. How much money went into the the video though? Well, probably not much because all these videos are so poorly researched and poorly made. They're That's not. True. First of all, all these fucking conspiracy videos, almost none of them have a host. None of them have a face you can pin to it. <laughs> That's true. No one's standing in front of anything. They're uh, all just doing this with, with voiceover and internet clips. Uh, They're just going, looking at grainy video footage of CNN and pouring over the first few minutes of news reports that come in. Yeah. You know, the, the, the news reports that are the most confusing, where nobody knows what the facts are. Sure. Someone might have said they heard a bomb. Someone might have said they saw an, a second gunman. Those are the, the news reports they cling to voraciously. Yeah. And even after retractions have been published, it's too fucking late because they look at these little blogging websites that pick up the news stories minutes after they've been published, even with the factual errors that have been retracted later, but then they always point to these blogger websites that don't have those retractions. Well, there's stuff like that for James Holmes, too. Everybody says there was a second gunman yeah. who escaped, and yeah. that James Holmes was just drugged in his car, and that's where they found him. He's like a plant, yeah. like a CIA plant. Yeah. Uh, I, do like, I do like reading them. They're fun. It's like fun escapism, because it's crazy in a way that someone couldn't write. Like, I'll fall, I fall, I'll fall asleep during Force Awakens. Somebody tried to write something interesting. I'm like, Ugh, I, I can't take it. But these guys write something that they like really put their lives into, and I'm, I'm fascinated by it. So some of these school shootings happened under Bush. Yeah, of course. There Columbine, been, didn't it? Yeah, Columbine happened under. Was it? No, was it Clinton? Clinton? Yeah. Oh my but god. But of course, that the, was a long time these kind ago. of groups were completely silent because they're so afraid. Oh of no, it's the same guns. people. It's all overlap. Wait. Like everyone who's really, you think the really same people went crazy under Bush? It's not as loud under under governors that they view as being a little more uh, pro, yeah, a little bit more pro gun. But uh, yeah, you know, it's still there. There's that undercurrent, but it's not nearly as loud. You're right, Sean. But uh, yeah, when it when any time there's a liberal president in office and a school shooting happens, these conspiracy dipshits rear their ugly fucking heads, and I mean ugly metaphorically and literally. They're just assholes. And yeah. they they concoct these theories because they're either afraid of gun control, but it's not all gun control. These guys are also, uh, you know, some of the same people as nine eleven truthers. Of course, you know what, guys, take take inventory of your life right now, and if you believe in more than one or two seriously huge conspiracy theories, you're a conspiracy dipshit. Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, no one will believe your fucking death certificate, asshole. Yeah, kill yourselves and we'll just sit there and mock your fucking family, dickheads. Which I wouldn't do. It's just a fucking awful thing. Yeah. It's just an awful thing, these assholes. Anyway, um, yeah, in conclusion, just rot in a pit. Yeah, you're really angry about this. Why? It pisses me off so, so much, old, man. Though. It's like you can't stop them. They're just always there. You know, this is Dick, what this is what the world is. Dick, that's a very defeatist attitude. It doesn't Max, have to this be. Is- well, what These are you going to do, kill them? No, like, they're you, crazy. Well, they need psych- psychiatric it's, help. It's oh. what a small percentage of Psychiatric help is. is not a magic pill. It well, doesn't fix people. Yeah, it, fixes, it literally does sometimes. It do. doesn't. It, it's, that's not what... Uh, psychiatrist or a psychologist job they're not, you're not going to send all these people to counseling and they're going to be better like that's just not realistic there so is so what's the solution no there are ways to get through to people like this like anti-vaxxers for example uh people have done lots of different studies and tried lots of different techniques and they're starting to finally find ways to get through to them mm-hmm. like to have that defeatist attitude like oh it's just the way the world is you know yeah, there's that's the way it is rapists and killers and what there's nothing we can do about it no there is you oh, can reduce you can, it that's a little bit different than raping and killing 
thinking that there is a giant conspiracy in Sandy Hook. Well, whether or not you do something actively with your body, like assault somebody, or you tacitly, you, you do it indirectly by harassing them, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a, you're splitting hairs. No, okay. You can, you that's, can cause. Splitting hairs is called the law. You can cause someone a lot of mental grief. Well, there are anti-bullying laws, sure. uh, anti-online harassment laws, anti-stalking mm-hmm. laws. Stalking is psychological warfare, essentially. Well, arrest not- them for what they're doing to this guy then. But then he goes and has a press conference with what? What are you doing, man? Sounds like everybody needs to go to a shrink in this uh, scenario. Yeah, well, he was trying to reason with oh. people who can't be reasoned with. So come on, he probably man. learned his lesson on that. I hope yeah, he's, so. He's given up. Here. I hope everybody learned that lesson in this one. But he has, he has. I think he did form a group. I think the article goes on. He, he did form a group with other parents and, uh, and and grief counselors and people who are trying to solve, essentially, solve this problem to stop these these uh, these social parasites from harassing people like this because mm. it's a really disgusting thing and they're making a mint like i said these these youtube videos with 10 million views if they're monetized someone's making money off of it it's just 15 grand <laughs> just no, 15 not grand a mint. What are you talking? These guys are all live. They're just living in their little uh, 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 trailers in the Midwest or wherever the fuck they're living they're not making 15 grand doing anything else 15 grand's a lot of money i guess Maybe it's, eat for a year, even it, in the mid yes. It, it could Midwest. be it could be half of someone's income. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's really tragic. And the only reason I brought this in now, after 2012, is when the shooting happened, is because this is still going on today. These um, idiots are unrelenting. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's my problem. All right, uh, conspiracy dipshits. Also Sandy voted Hook, up. Sandy Hook conspiracy dipshits. Well, yeah, it's a, Vote it's up, a subset. Both. Yeah. Okay. Vote up both. Let's see which which conspiracy dipshit reigns supreme on this show. You got to bring in Holocaust deniers. Oh, they're You got to bring in what other conspiracies? That Flat Earth Society people? I would love to have one of them on the show. Yeah. They are fascinating. Yeah. Flat Earthers. Raelian people. Raelian people, another I, great one. I talked about that during the conspiracy dipshit one. Um, there is also there's also the people who believe in God. Bring them in, right? There, there's also crazy, the, a magical wizard in the sky, <laughs> right? There's also crazy. The, there's also the skeptical, um, the people who are skeptical of medicine people, Ho- like, homeopaths. Uh, yeah, or like Jehovah's Witness but people, like the hardcore, the hardcore homeopaths. Yeah, and uh, and people who are into alternate medicine. Man, mm-hmm. that that's hurting some people too. Man, I, I can talk about some serious, serious uh, damage that's done to Ooh, people. Well, let's not be serious about it. Yeah. Can we talk about it in a funny way? Well, Somebody lost their dick or something? There you go. Got weird sounding Muppets now. Hey, we got these people who are causing people grief. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, Dick, you got All another right. problem? Uh, no. You got a quick one? No. No? All right. Let's wrap it up here then. My problem this week was Sandy Hook conspiracy dipshits. My problem is presenteeism. Another kind of denier. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, did I just hear Maddox uh, talk shit about somebody who wears a Sonic t-shirt to school okay. when he was the person that wore a shirt with tanks on it to a business dinner with the CEO of his books publishing firm? That's yeah. right. I remember when you said Because I'm pretty sure that. that's what I thought I heard. <laughs> yeah. Okay, idiot. First of all... And Dick, you're a cool guy. <laughs> I would never wear a tank t-shirt to a dinner with a CEO of anything. Yeah. So you wouldn't be invited. 
Only well, cool guys with tank shirts get invited. Maybe I'd be a waiter. <laughs> I wouldn't show up to work in a tank t-shirt. Yeah, you'd show up to work sick. I love Here's, how in yeah. that entire scenario that the publisher never clarified a dinner jacket. Oh, you yeah. You might want to get a jacket. You might want to get a jacket. Well, he, at least the way you told it. No, he didn't. He didn't clarify dinner jacket. No, I, I you think, think that's necessary, jacket. Sean? Yeah. Of course no. it is. <laughs> it depends on- uh, When you're dealing with riders, yes. I think you're right. But it was also New York, and it was raining that day, and I assumed that he meant a jacket because it was raining outside, and I said, no, no jacket, no umbrella. I don't wa- I don't use any of those things. They're stupid. And then I show up to this. <laughs> you know what? But the son- it's not just a Sonic shirt that guy showed up to school with. He had duct tape on his shoes. He was making Sonic shoes. He- like that's- Oh, yeah, that's way worse. We're-, we're, talking about- <laughs> we're talking about social norms here, okay, guys? Uh-huh. So you're-, you're strengthening my case. Here's one. Uh, hey, guys. Um, this is ridiculous. A uh, couple things. Um, Hitler was homeschooled, oh, so shit. Yep. Um, there you go. Well, I think that's enough evidence. To it is. That You're you're homeschooled. I guess that's Hitler. it. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't homeschooled because I was homeschooled and I am Hitler. Uh, that's all. Um, go fuck yourself. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we had to specify yeah. who he was asking to fuck himself. Yeah, they do. They yeah. have to. Yeah, Hitler was homeschooled. You know, oh. I always kind of oh. thought of envy as kind of like the better. Between envy and jealousy, envy is kind of better because, like, envy's like, you're like, oh, so and so got like a new car. Oh, I wish I had that. <laughs> but then jealousy is when you're like pissed that it's like they have a new car. It's like when you live no, oh, no. That's when it goes from like something, you're like, you're like, oh, maybe I should fucking kind of turn this into something. You know, a little fucking motivation to get your shit together. Or whatever, work harder. <laughs> also, the uh, <laughs> I'm just dropping that. Uh, also, the Facebook, I, that shit is like the Facebook. I think like eighty percent facade when people are like, "I'm so happy, I'm so happy," because I know a few people who post shit like I talked to them that night, and then like mere hours later, like, and they're like. You know, their fucking life's falling apart, whatever, divorce, whatnot. And then they're on Facebook like, oh, I'm fucking having a great day. I can found some Oreos at the bottom of my bed. I'm going to eat some now. Hashtag Yoho. <laughs> Yoho. Not YOLO. No. Oh, great. Thank you. Very insightful voicemail. Thank you for that voicemail. <laughs> do you want to hear one later in the night? Oh, God, that's a big one from him. Hey, speaking of Die Hard, did you guys ever play the uh, first PlayStation Die Hard game? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> they made a sequel for, I don't know if it was the PlayStation or a future model like the PlayStation 2 but uh, it was was not good they fucked that one up (laughs) is this weird man 64 (laughs) fucked up um, why is he talking about this (laughs) Perfect Dark the sequel of Perfect Dark I mean I would love to talk about this I think they sold to Xbox Microsoft and uh, they fucked that one up too you jerking off what's he doing Hanging out. Perfect dark, too. And I have the video game. And maybe the movie. It's creepy Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Maybe this one is short. 
Dick, you are such a freaking retard. <laughs> you're trying to describe <laughs> what's wrong retard. with the, the Force Awakens, and yet you're actually saying the good things about A New Hope. You're sitting there complaining about not having any, a person to go on the hero's journey with. You're talking about the fact that there's still a resistance. You sound like a moron. He's <laughs> 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 really upset. Sounds like he rubbed one out, too. <laughs> sound like a moron. <laughs> uh, angry masturbating about the... <laughs> oh, wait, this one's good. One last one. Well, hello, dickheads. It's me, Mickey Mouse. Of course. I just wanted to call in Sorry to talk to Dick. Listen, Dick, I'm sorry that you happen to not like the movie very much. But not a lie, I'm giving you a goddamn $30. Fuck you, bitch. Because I own that shit, and you have not saw it. You decide to spend $30. So fuck you. How about mm-hmm. a penny for your goddamn thoughts so you can jam it up your ass? Ha <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? You seem to be terrible at paying attention to plot because kids didn't realize Kylo Ren is not even a fucking master, you dickhead. He's kind of, sort of, a Sith. Not really. And also, in the last fight, he got fucking shot in the goddamn liver, yeah, you fucking dick. See? It's the shot thing. Maybe mm, Ray was a little too overpowered. Well, oh, hey, fuck a lie. Luke Skywalker is a bit of a lame-ass fucking hero. We needed someone to replace someone as lame as him to take up the torch. And someone's, quite frankly, pretty hot, too. What? I mean, come on, man. Look at her. This Daisy relationship pretty fucking gorgeous. Am I right? <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, uh, just wanted to say, uh, go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. Bye. Oh, also, fuck you, too, Maddox. Guys, galaxies, fucking good shit. That's my movie. Fuck you. I own your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, I didn't listen to that one. All right, yeah, I, it sounded like the ru- the laughs in that script were also written down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. No, fuck you, Mickey.